Hello and welcome to my show, Conversation with Priya. Thank you so much for joining in today. We have our very special guest, Larry Long. Larry Long is a director of uh, Colligate Cells of Teamwork. Teamwork technology are used across the broad spectrum of professional organizations and streamline and optimize their daily workflow. Also, it is an online platform wherein athletes connect and engage with scheduling, communication, and travel. Larry is experienced as a sales leader and demonstrated history of success in SaaS sales. He is passionate about coaching and has a proven track record of hitting goals and helping sales professionals take their game to the next level. He is perfect with the following skills such as handling sales, team development, leadership motivation, sales training, sales development, cold calling, enterprise software, and sales operation. He is very passionate about the baseball and he brings all his energy of baseball and learning into his every every professional appearances he does he's a keynote speaker and a sales expert coaching a lot of businesses and giving his value add into this is sales space in entrepreneurship and the business spectrum so help me today to welcome larry lang Hello and welcome to my show, Larry. Thank you for accepting my request. And uh, I know it's late evening for you, but thank you for your time and acceptance. Uh, before we jump into the very deep detail of your other part of the work and you know whatever you are doing, I know you have been doing is in more of a key speaking, helping people in the sales side. And you are a player. You you do the baseball. You play baseball, right? You love sports. So I would like to ask how this all sales uh, side of your work is started and the business when you form your business. What was in your mind? Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me, Priya. Super excited to be here. And uh, yes, I, I played baseball at university, University of Maryland, go Terps. That was my school. And my first job out of college was at Accenture doing IT consulting. Right. And I was a marketing major. I don't know how I ended up doing IT consulting, but I learned so much. <laughs> I wasn't passionate about it. So after three years, I opened up an indoor baseball and softball academy, essentially a school teaching youngsters the right. fundamentals of the game, but more importantly, the fundamentals of life. Yes. Unfortunately, we ran out of cash. So we had to close our doors after a year and a half. As you know, if you have a business and you don't have cash, you don't have a business anymore. So yeah. it, it was back to the real world. And that's where I got my entry into software sales, mm -hmm. uh, selling SaaS, software as a service right. to chartered accountants, uh, CPAs, and uh, making $150 a day. It was, uh, it was a rude awakening, but I learned so much. And I was on a journey. I've worked for six different companies, uh, eight different stops within the software sales. I work for big companies like Intuit. Uh, I work for small startup companies, which is really what I like. And most recently I opened my own company as a keynote speaker and a sales coach, being right. able to help organizations to take their game to that next level. Right, and what was the trigger point for that? It was really me stepping into my courage. 
I, I knew I had been speaking for years, right. but I never charged anyone. Folks would say, hey, can you speak at our sales kickoff? Hey, Larry, can you come speak at our company event? And uh, my answer was always, yes, I will. Mm -hmm. And my answer today is still yes, but now there's a fee that comes with me speaking. And right. it's been absolutely amazing to be able to help people to get to that next level, to motivate and inspire, to believe in themselves and now be able to make a living doing it. Oh goodness. I never would have imagined that this would have been my livelihood, Priya. Right. And isn't it so interesting to have your passion as a career and you're getting paid for that? I mean, I think it's a most of our public speaking career has the same issue. Like people, we all start working as a, you know, to get that exposure. And, you know, of course, you out of your courtesy as well, a lot of people come to you and you just agree that, OK, I'll speak. And then it becomes like just generic. But I, it's so nice to see when, you know, speakers become, you know, keynote speakers. And it's a nice journey to see. Um, it's personal. It I can regenerate because I have the same situation. I started as speaking everywhere, and then I went into more of a public speaking with the charged one. So interesting, interesting to hear that journey and so similar. What do you find most rewarding about working in sales? I love sales. Like I said, I played baseball, and in baseball, you keep score. In sales, you keep score. Really, the store, the score is dictated by how many people you can help. Yeah. The more yeah. you help, the more people you help, the greater your score is. Mm. And in sales, it's amazing because the more people you help, the more you're able to help yourself, if you know what I mean. So it's yeah. it's just amazing. I, I love, love being able to help people, being able to learn what are people's goals, what are their uh, their dreams, their aspirations, what are their challenges? Mm -hmm. And now I get to go into uh, essentially problem solving mode to figure out, do I have a solution and can I make a match between what they're trying to solve for, what challenges they're faced? Can I match something that I have? I believe that's the definition of sales, playing matchmaker. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing better. There's nothing better than being able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. And like, I always believe that, you know, give, getting that satisfaction and majority of people call it customer satisfaction and their definition and is very different from one another. But the way we believe it also should give us the fulfillment to ourselves as well when we actually get something done and they achieve their goal and they reach where they wanted to reach. Yeah, isn't it? So it's it's a very rewarding for ourselves and for our uh, you know career as well. It's it's a growth path together. Would you agree on that? Yes, definitely, one hundred, one thousand percent. I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. So that brings to my next question: What is your important importance in achieving quotes or keeping clients satisfied, and why? Yeah, I can't pick just one. I, that's a tough question to pick just one. It, it's it's important to hit quota because, like I said, we keep score. So you want to see how are you doing to the score that you uh, set the expectation and taking care of clients. Mm -hmm. That's the number one priority. If you take care of clients, guess what? 
you'll be able to, to hit your quota in most places. Sometimes there's a misalignment, but if you're able to deliver value, and what does that mean? It really means, are you able to solve the problems that are being faced by your prospects and your clients? Yeah. Are you able to really touch what they're trying to accomplish? Are you able to help them overcome barriers? If you're able to do that, guess what? You're going to have a big old smile on your face and you're going to have some big numbers on, on the scoreboard. Yeah. And I, I, I believe if we get that, so most of the time when salespeople work with the companies, um, do you guys tap all the leads they are getting and then then conversion of the rates of percentage? How do you monitor the performance of the salespeople? Yeah, it's really the, the KPIs that we track. Number one is the quota, the, the outcome. Yeah. Uh, but we also look at, are they doing the right activity? Mm. So we have KPIs in terms of, do they have enough meetings? Are they having enough qualified meetings? Mm. Are they putting in the activity? Are they doing outreach? Mm. Are they picking up the phone, which sometimes can be 500 pounds, uh, I'm not sure how many how many kilos that is, but are they picking up this heavy phone and making calls? Are they sending emails? Yes. Are they using social as well as are they using postal, the, mm. the mail, snail mail, handwritten notes? Are mm. they getting creative to mm. make connections and establish relationships are all critical performance indicators and essentially leading indicators to will we have success in the future from a ultimate goal standpoint. Right. So you're saying um, you're more focusing on when it comes to the sell, it should be more focused on the outbound side rather than inbound side, because I have noticed a lot of people are going towards more inbound side and not paying any attention to our part side. And especially small businesses are very hesitant to make some calls and email. They always, I always hear that, oh, I don't want to be a spammer or I don't want to call. I don't know how this people react. Cold calling doesn't work. All that concept is coming. And I'm saying why cold calling when you are warming up in social place, engaging with them in the social place and, and through the different networking places and all. And when you are picking up a call and being persuasive about your service, I think it's not a cold call. Yeah, so it's it's absolutely awesome. And you hit the nail on the head. Uh, of course, warm calls and inbound mm. is fantastic. Mm. Ah, that's perfect. Yeah. But guess what? If you don't go outbound, you're missing out on the opportunity to reach out and touch someone who you could benefit. Mm. Essentially, there's some people that might not ever see your, your marketing messages. Yeah. They're only going to respond if you send them a personalized, customized email. If mm. you leverage your network to ask for a warm introduction, a mm. referral, you pick up the phone and you leave them a value added, a differentiated voicemail that stands out from the rest. So yes. essentially, I encourage your listeners, don't be scared mm. to pick up this phone. Don't be scared to send an email. Don't be scared to connect on LinkedIn and social as long as you're bringing something of value, something that has relevance to yes. what's going on in their world. Mm. Mm. So in, in that case, what would you be your advice for individuals who are starting out in the business and or in business gallery? And what would be your one like advice to them to initiate? 
Yeah, I can't give you just one, Priya. I'm going to try. But uh, number one, understand your why. Yeah. Why Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you selling what you're selling? Yeah. Are you passionate about it? Mm-hmm. And if you are passionate about it, go ahead and document a plan. We yeah. call it a, a TAP, a TAP, a mm-hmm. Territory Attack Plan. What's yeah. your plan? What's your playbook? Essentially, what plays are you going to run and yeah. execute on? How are you going to measure success? So I know I just threw out three different things, but I'm passionate about it. Write down your goals and then execute on them. Hmm. And I always believe that when you are actually, it's like a dance choreography, right? So when you know what will be your theme of your dance, you choreograph your whole, you know, play accordingly. And then people can enjoy the whole journey rather than giving one, one step, right? It's, it's a harmonious effect. Um, and that brings a lot of energy in your, in your work. And uh, that, that energy can be filled by your customer, isn't it? Oh, big time. People can, they can smell BS a mile away. That's why I said, start with your why. If you're not really passionate about helping people, if you don't really care, good luck. The folks that most prospects, most clients, they're pretty sharp people. They can read people. And I call it commission breath. If all you're doing is talking to them so that you can get paid. Oh, no, no, no. Survey says, yeah. There's a thing, and it's really, it's about making deposits. It's helping people out. The more people you help, it's unbelievable. That's There is no magic pixie dust. There is no silver bullet. But what I found is that the more people you help, it's just magical. It's amazing how it comes back and it helps you tenfold. Yeah, yeah. And do you notice when you when we start the business, taking help, and if you are not open to your own people, the people whom you know, taking help them help from the people you know, they are gonna help uh, contribute a lot in your future journey. Uh, would you agree? When you are starting up, you should ask for help. You should be able to open up and sell your own people before you go out. That is a practice pitch and it's a ground, practice ground, I would say. Yeah, you've got to be able to inspire and and really get the folks on board that are internal. Good luck getting anyone external if you can't even get the internal folks on board, excited, uh, rowing in the right direction, willing to put in the hard work because they see your leadership. If you can't do that, good luck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the people who who actually help you at the initial is, I always say that, you know, you only need a handful of people to support you and uh, believe in you at the beginning. And then it takes off anyway. Um, but in this COVID-19 pandemic, it poses a major challenge, but also offers the opportunity to transform the sales organizations. What are your innovative ways to handle the crisis, specifically in the area of sales? Yeah. So, I mean, once again, it's an opportunity. And uh, when opportunity knocks, you better answer. So what <laughs> we found, what I've seen working is if you can get close to your current clients and you can really, my, my word, my theme for 2020, Priya, is listen. If you can get close to your clients, ask the right questions, and then shut up and listen, they'll give you the path 
to not just their order, but to other orders. If you listen to understand what are the trends, what are the themes, yeah. what's keeping you up at night? Now I can go ahead and, and, and use my, put my thinking cap on and figure out how can I solve those problems, not just for you, but also for others that are like you. So you asked me, what can you do right now with video? Just like we're talking now, we're yeah. on other sides of the world. Yeah. Get on video with your clients, you press record, and you have a conversation. You ask them, talk to me about your process before we started working together. Yeah. Now that you've been working with us, what, what's that been like? Hey, what, what are the top two things that keep you up at night, that make you yeah. scratch your head? What's your plan? Now, all of a sudden, you've got so much gold that can be used. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And in my agency, I always prefer spend half an hour every week with every of your client. So whether I am there or not, my account managers will definitely be there. So one of us has to be there. And uh, we make sure we listen, we ask them what's new happening. What is your suggestion? How you want to see the whole marketing material? And you won't believe, Larry, since last two years I have implemented, I'm okay, I'm getting referrals and my business rely a lot on the referral model, but I have also noticed when people see my work and I'm doing for X company, the Y company come back to me and I don't know that company. They looked at me, you know, who is working for this company? And they say, oh, I like your work you are doing for X company, you know? And would you, I want you to work for me. And I always, I have some qualifier question and all I do and sometimes, I'm also very specific that I'm not taking competitor from the same area. So suppose if you are working in a Sydney, in a, in a say, Pandit suburb, I will not take your competitor from Pandit suburb. I might take from America or from Melbourne and somewhere else, but not from the same suburb, same city. So I create that exclusivity as well. And uh, that helps me a lot to keep gaining the belief of my customer. The work I do that express themselves and people reach out to me. I got two customers this year in pandemic just because I was working right for a customer, you know? That, that's awesome. Congratulations. I encourage you to keep up the amazing work. You know, your work should speak, isn't it? Rather than louder than you. Uh, uh, big time. Your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying is a big saying that I love. Love it. Thank you. So that brings to my next question. I, I believe that this whole pandemic, of course, is a challenge for everybody. And this the pandemic we were not expecting, right? But it's okay. We it's it, we need to embrace it where whatever and wherever we can do and utilize and look at it. It opened up my mind that I can reach out to the Larry sitting in the other part of the world. Yeah. Right? It's unbelievable. With with any sort of chaos with any kind of turbulence, I'm a big believer that what you need to do is control the controllables. Yeah. And if you think about control the controllables, I normally use an acronym called E, but we're <laughs> going in the summer and I'm trying to get my one pack into a four pack. I'm trying to get slim, so I'm not eating as much. I'll call the acronym T. The mm. T, you can control how you treat other people. Sure. You can control your emotions mm -hmm. and you can control your actions and your attitude. Those right. are the things that you can, can 
that you can control everything outside of it. You can't control. So why, why spend, spend time and energy and mind share when it's not something that, that any of us can control. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. So in that sense, like almost 90% of sales have moved to a video conferencing phone web sales model. And while some skepticism remaining more than half believes this is a equally or more effective than sales model used before COVID-19. Is wow. this true in your case as well? I would say it depends. I can't put out a blanket statement because yeah. there's some folks, there's some folks that were reliant on meeting face to face, whether it was their product, their service, they were heavily reliant. Now they've had to get flexible and they've had to adapt and adjust or else they've, they, they've gone extinct. But I do believe that there's benefits to uh, being remote and using video, yeah. uh, but also it's tough to replicate the energy, the vibe, just the whole, the, the whole atmosphere of face-to-face in person. Now, that's not to say that you can't still have success doing it virtually. I mean, we're, we're talking from halfway around the world from each other, which is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. But what I am saying, it's always tough to replicate. When you can see someone in person, you can give them a hug, you can give them a, a bro clap. That's tough to replicate. So it's going to be interesting to see how things change as we return back to this new normal. I've, I've got my uh, my popcorn. You saw me eating my popcorn earlier and I'm taking notes. I'm uh, very observant to see how do organizations and how do individuals handle themselves as we return back to the new normal. Yeah. And I believe like, see like a company like us, like we were very focused in Australia and then we went global last year. Um, we saw the opportunity, we jump on it straight away within a month. So um, what, what I noticed, this opened up the, the opportunity. I got it. And then people started opening up from the other part of the world. Actually keep me thinking, maybe hybrid model will work better for me. You know, I can't travel every day, Europe, Singapore and all. But yes, I can have this hybrid model. I can, you know, reach out to the larger audience. And whenever I get time, I, I will definitely, I don't mind traveling, but it can't be possible for, it is not feasible for anybody to travel every day. You know, it's just, that's why, of course, you have to stay close. And if you can't be close to your home, you can't be close to anywhere other, other part of the world. Of course, we are living in a global village by Gandhi dream, but, you know. Uh, we have to be very specific where we are doing and how we are spreading, you know. So hybrid model is, I think it is going to help us a lot in our business. I don't know other agency and other people. <laughs> oh, I agree. Totally, Priya. Totally agree. Yeah. But we all are social animal, I believe. So you, you of course, we need, um, we need that social touch, isn't it? Yep. Big time. Big time. It's uh, it's interesting. We've uh, the last 14 months, 14, 15 months, we've been through some challenging times. And, and what I find most interesting is that there's some industries that have thrived. They they've just they've they've been excelling. And then there's others that have absolutely just crashed. And it's uh, it's been sad. It's been unfortunate. But I think that there's going to be some good innovation that comes about due to the circumstances that we've been faced with. Right. And that brings to my uh, last question. When it comes to the revenue growth, 
you know, what do you think that how people should uh, touch, I mean, how people should reach out to that? Of course, we are looking into the key performance area and financial is not only the key performance area. We have to have an other elements also keep in consideration. Bringing new client is not only a client base, retaining customer, what I've been hearing from you, retaining your customer, building your relationship with the current customer will be a uh, bigger shift for you. Yeah. Do you you agree with that? And you have been explaining this for a while, but I'm just bringing this question, how people can touch that revenue growth? Re revenue growth is the responsibility of everyone. If you think about it, everyone in the organization has a, a an impact or should have an impact on revenue. That's what keeps the lights on. That's what keeps the business uh, able to remain a business. And with growth, you now have uh, opportunities to, uh, to, to really to grow the business, to expand, to help more people. So I believe it's the responsibility of not just the sales team, but really all aspects of the business from the top all the way throughout the entire organization. And that's got to be explicitly, it's got to come from the top that, hey, this is the expectation that everyone is keeping their eyes and their ears open for opportunities for us to serve, for us to help, for us to impact both our clients and our prospects in the spirit that we can now increase and grow our revenue. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course it is an ultimate goal, but uh, bringing that synergy between across the team and across the departments are becoming more crucial when you actually think about revenue growth model, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a saying, teamwork makes the dream work. If you've got every organization in a silo operating in a vacuum, uh-oh, we're in trouble. Whereas if you have everyone that's working together in as close to harmony as we can, and we're rowing in the same direction, we don't have some people rowing this way and other people going that way. It's going to slow us down. Oh, no, no, no. But if everyone's rowing in the same direction, the results, at least from my experience, as J.J. Walker would say, dynamite. <laughs> Interesting. So thank you so much. That brings to bring us to end. I can continue talking. I feel like I'm cutting the communication in between, but it's it's like I really can keep going. It's so amazing. And I know the audience will value. Before you go, you want to give any two cents advice to the people for this year? Yeah, I would just say hang in there. I know it's going to be tough. We're going through some turbulence. There's going to be chaos. What I learned is that when you're in a storm, the best way out is to keep going. So guess what? We've come this far. Keep going. When the going gets tough, I'm a big believer that tough people are greater than tough times. Yeah. So we might be facing some tough times, but you're a tough person. And that's I'm writing a book talking about and really sharing insights to let people find their toughness, their inner greatness. I'm a big believer that we've all got greatness inside. So I decided to write a book and uh, here goes a little preview. Not too many people have seen this Priya, but the book is called Jolt. How do we zap ourselves to finding and believing in our inner greatness? So I believe in you, now you've got to believe in you and let's go ahead and make it happen.
interesting. So we got the first sneak peek of the, your book, Jolt. It is coming up, yes. not making noise, um, but it's just a sneak peek. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for your uh, insight and your time today and your uh, wisdom. To find you, all your details will be given. I'm sure you are very active on the social media, especially LinkedIn, so people can reach out and take help. Uh, and you, do you operate in a specific area? You go worldwide. Um, what's your? I'm I'm all across the world. I'm uh, from the east to the west, to the north to the south. Wherever you go, I'll be there. Great. So if you guys want to have his energy in your uh, public speaking platform, please invite Larry. I am a big admirer of him. So thank you so much, Larry, for joining in today. Thank you, Priya. It was a pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure joining. Thanks. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you liked it, like, comment and subscribe if you haven't already done it. To know more about us, visit www.corporality.global. And also you can find more about Priya Mishra is on priya.sydney.